And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Have you ever had a time when you've headed out to your car to go to work or someplace important, and you hear that sound that car makes when it won't turn over? Oh no, you've got a dead battery, and now you need to get a jump start. Well, we're starting a four-part series called Jumpstart Your Life. Now, we've been in a rough period all over the world right now, and many of our batteries are weak, and they may even be dead, and we really need to jumpstart our lives. So what do we do first? Where do we start? Everything starts with your mindset. Now, that's a new and popular word today, so what does it mean? What is your mindset and how can we jumpstart it? Today on the podcast, my friend Olga is going to tell us everything we've always wanted to know about our mindsets, but we're afraid to ask and how to jumpstart it. Olga, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Tony. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you. Well, let's start by talking about mindset. This is kind of a what I like to call it's a coachy word because people in the self-improvement and self-education industry always use the word mindset, but you don't hear it a lot in other places. So maybe define what it means to you and how we can actually start to jumpstart this in our life. Oh, that's a wonderful question. And you are so right. It, it almost like sounds very jargonish, right? Mindset. But actually, it's a lot simpler than it sounds. It's just the way how we think. That's it. It is the way how we think what makes us to behave a certain way. And that's why it's important to work on it because you will always do something in life based on what you think and how you think and how we can get started just by, first of all, discovering what exactly doesn't let you go through, right? It's almost like... I like the analogy which you started with the car, and I would like to continue with the analogy of the car. It's like when you are leaving the car park and you have to scan the ticket for the barrier to lift up, right? Once you scan the ticket, which is valid, only then you can leave the car park, right? So the same happens with our mindset. We have to do a scan of the way how we think, of the way what we talk about, the way what we believe in, for us to find out what exactly stops us from lifting that barrier. And once we found those messages which don't allow us to go through in life, we can replace them. And this new message, this empowering story, something what will excite you, will help you to leave the barrier. I like that example of the barrier because, you know, every one of us have been in that situation where we're trying to get out. We parked our car, we pull up, we hand the attendant the ticket, and we have to wait for that barrier to open. And you know, here's the other thing I thought about when you were giving that analogy is sometimes we're very impatient. I don't know about you, but 
I can get impatient and going, come on, come on. I got to get going here. Oh, you know, open the barrier. Let me get out. So uh, <laughs> what do we do in our life when we're impatient and we feel like, gee, you know, nothing's going right. I really need things to change. Where do we start? Because especially now oh. during, during the COVID times, we're coming out of all this now and people were in lockdown and they couldn't wait for things to change, but we were stuck. We can't change the fact that we're locked down, but the one thing we can change is how we look at it, which are, that's our mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the perception of what you have about the situation, whether it is a pandemic or anything else. It's how you look at that, what actually will help you or will slow you down. And how can we get more patient? That's a beautiful question. And Tonya, I would like here to ask you if you could imagine yourself being pregnant. And it sounds really bizarre because men really cannot get pregnant, right? Thank goodness. Sure many of your listeners, <laughs> I know, right? But many of your listeners, I'm sure also are women and they will know. So even though you can't imagine yourself being pregnant, but then imagine a pregnant woman, right? Especially towards the end of the pregnancy. She is so heavy. It's not comfortable. The baby is kicking. She can't lie on her back. She can't lie on her side. I've been there before. I've been pregnant, right? Those who, are, who were pregnant before or are now, they will relate to this example. And you really are waiting for pregnancy to finish. You want that to finish. You think, come on, can we just push the baby out? But guess what? You can't. Because if you push your baby out too early, baby will be premature, right? So it's, it's learning how to be patient just like a pregnant woman is. Knowing that if something is not getting through just yet, because maybe a particular part, maybe a particular department right this moment is just in the process of development. Just like maybe it, it is brain, maybe it is a bone, maybe it is a heart, is developing during the pregnancy, right? So we have to be a little bit pregnant in our life in order to understand that everything takes time. However, Tony, here's a little trick, which subconscious, and what is subconscious? I'll explain to those who think this is very like jargon word as well. Subconscious is like that little devil, which is sitting inside of you and it doesn't want to come out of that cave. It's very comfortable, and I think everything outside is very scary, okay? So here's a trick what happens with patients. Sometimes it is not about the patients. Sometimes you have a subconscious block which doesn't let you to go through that barrier, okay? Let's not always be a little bit pregnant. First of all, I would always say check, do that scan to find out if there is a little barrier within you, right, which doesn't let you go through. And if there is not, okay, in that case, let's be a little bit pregnant. So now how do we scan and find these barriers and these blocks? Is there a procedure? Is there a method that you like to use, maybe a tool to help someone to figure out, gee, I may have a barrier about this? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Oh, we can go into coaching session here. <laughs> So usually I ask people this question. If you look at your life, is your life and every aspect of your life, your health, your finances, your relationships, your career, your social life, every single aspect of your life is 100% out of 100%. Well, I haven't met even one person who would say it is 100%. That's the truth, okay? So if you would say something is not, 
most likely it means in that area you have a barrier okay because the truth is if you imagine a funnel imagine funnel like an empty funnel you know the funnel like where you pour the liquid and then it goes into something right so when the funnel is empty you can put liquid through and it will go through right but imagine when the funnel is blocked that whatever you put through doesn't go through right so when your dreams when your goals when what you want doesn't come through to you that means there is a blockage somewhere and that means you got to really again by yourself it's possible but it's almost like learning how to drive on youtube can you do it like can you become a professional driver on youtube <laughs> right you get the point right yes absolutely so you can do it it will take your time and once you will get there you will say oh boy i should have done it quicker with a professional help but i will share with you how you can do it what you got to do and the easiest way is to imagine a goal or a target you want to get to okay so let's say for example if let's say you want to make 1 million in 1 month okay you so, say yeah i would like to make 1 million dollars in 1 month okay what is the first thing that comes in right if the first thing that comes in says Something like, oh, it's easy because it's your subconscious talking here. Oh, it's easy. First reaction, first instinct, first message in your head. Then fine. That means you're going to make it. But if first message, when you think, okay, I am making, I'm manifesting, I'm attracting one million in a month. If the first message on that comes in, oh my God, other people will be jealous of me. Or, oh my God. What are going to do with that money? Or, oh my God, that's too much money. That means these are your barriers. Okay. Where are they coming from? That's a different story. And I love playing with my clients in, in, in a way of discovering where these blockages coming from, because our logical mind needs explanation, right? Why? Why, why do I think that way? Why does it happen that way? So when you know where it's coming from, and now you know already the barrier, now it's time for the exciting game. Because here we actually can start replacing them. The barrier you have is a somebody else's program. It's somebody else's belief. It is somebody else's story which was imprinted in you. So when we find where it's coming from, when we find what it is, then we start replacing that with your own. And this is the most exciting part because your new exciting story is your own. It can be anything. It could be literally anything. So let's go back to the original example with $1 million a month. If your story was, ooh, that's a bit too much, your new exciting story can be, it doesn't have to be, but can be. I never say what it should be because you will come up with your own story, right? But it could be that is exactly how much I deserve. I am worthy of that money. I deserve that money. Or oh, that exciting money because I already know how to reinvest this money, right? So you replace limiting thought with empowering thought, right? And of course, we can talk about this for probably next three hours. Tony, because... You are touch, you touched the most exciting subject for me, the mindset and the barriers. This is my topic. Come on. Exactly. I like, you know, the way you said you are taking on someone else's identity, really, mm. because maybe something that was put into your life when you were very young. And most of us, most of our mindsets have been established before we were even conscious of it. 
we pick all those things up as a child, as a newborn baby. You know, you talked about being pregnant before. <laughs> so you have that baby and now you have this new life and the babies are like a sponge. They pick up everything, even though we don't realize it, they pick up everything. And that's where all of those subconscious programs start. It's kind of like a computer programmer. When you first build the computer, those programs are put into it very, very early. And it's a lot more difficult later to change those programs. Same thing with us as humans. Our programs are built and put into us very, very early. What we need to do is take control of that and say, okay, just like what you said, this is somebody else's program. This, let's use your million dollar example. This, I don't deserve it. Well, why don't you deserve it? Someone else put this program into you. So we have to change that. It's not until, I think the first thing we have to do is we have to make that decision. We have to decide we are going to change. That is the first step. And just like you said as well, we can do that. We can do it on our own, but it's much easier if we have someone else to help us and walk with us along the way. That's what we do as coaches. We help people to find those barriers. You know, have you ever talked with a friend and you're discussing a situation and they look at you and they tell you exactly the thing that you have to do because <laughs> they see what you didn't see because you're living inside your blockage. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's why I always say, I know it sounds very salesly, like, oh, oh, of course you say because you're a coach. No, I'm saying this because I believe in it, because I have my own coach. Get a flipping coach. Not a flipping, flipping just a swear word, <laughs> right? But yeah, get a coach. <laughs> if you want to progress in life, get a coach. Tennis players know it for ages. Football teams know it for ages. Basketball teams have coaches forever. Come on, what about you? You want to succeed and you want to do it with the power of YouTube and books? Yeah, I want to see that next tennis player learning from YouTube. Let's see how he will get. Come on, get a flipping coach. If you want to get really far, get a coach. You know, if I need to have an operation, you know, I'm going to go to that surgeon to find the one who's <laughs> been trained by other surgeons and coached in that in the best universities who's practiced the art, not a surgeon who's watched it on YouTube and learned, oh, I can do this. Oh, remove an appendix. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch a YouTube video on how to do that. Yeah, in fact, I can even make my own YouTube tutorial on that, right? <laughs> Let's get real. If you want real success, if you want real results, you need real people helping you with that, okay? And again, it's about your commitment. Very often, people are not willing to invest into themselves, not because they don't have money because they're not ready to commit to their own success. Let me give you this example. Why when a doctor tells you, you're either fine $10,000 for an operation, I will operate you within two weeks, or you die, why all of a sudden you, you find $10,000? Or a doctor tells you, you die if you don't stop smoking, and you were trying to stop smoking for 30 years, and you stop in no time, because there's a motivation, because you want to live. So when your desire is as strong as I want to breathe, I want to be in this world, then go and hire somebody. Because then guess what? You will get your money back in no time. Why? Because you will excel in your thinking. You will excel in your mindset. Even your financial education will shift. I know how about many other coaches. I haven't worked with you know, every coach in the world. But part of my coaching is always 
financial mindset, right? I always look into where are you in terms of your finances? Because this is my sort of money guarantee to my clients. I always say, what you invest in me, you will get back double. Why? Because I will make sure I shift mindset when it comes to money. Whatever you want to work, we will work on. But I will guarantee your money mindset will also shift because this is how I'm giving back to my clients their trust and their commitment. Not only to me, but paying money to me, but to themselves. Because when they pay money to a coach, they commit to themselves. No, I totally agree with that. And it's helped me along the way too. I've seen it in many areas of my life. So let me step back a little bit because we're talking about getting that jump start. Let's say someone is listening right now and they're going, oh, you know, this has really been a tough year. I need to make some changes. I need to do something in, in my life. What would be the first step that you think that someone should do? Someone who's finally decided that, you know, I got to get out of this funk that I'm in. Change your behavior. That, that's it. Look at what you do every day. Literally observe yourself almost like you have a wandering child who sees yourself for the first time and observe yourself. What do you do? What time do you wake up? What's your routine like? Like, it's so funny. We have neighborhood application here in my area. And I, uh, I don't normally go there, but something prompted me to go there and ask this question, really bizarre question to ask in just like neighborhood. Usually you do this on social media. And I ask this question, what is your daily routine? For example, mine is I wake up, I go for a walk, I do my gratitude journal, I do my yoga, and then I start my day. And it could be changeable routine. It doesn't have to be discipline. I don't like this word. It's very stiff, but I like flexibility. But as long as I do uh, you know, all this stuff during the day, I'm good with that, right? And somebody asks, what is journaling? Uh, what is gratitude? What? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Don't you know about these words, right? So it's literally just like this person was wondering, what is that? Wonder about yourself and your actions every day. Because if you want to change your life, there's a clue and very important word in this phrase, change. It means something has to be changed. If you want to change your life, something has to be changed. Yes, we spoke about the mindset, but you see, habits and mindset are connected and interlinked. What you do with your body comes from what you think, right? So in order to really change your life, start with observation. Okay, for example, if you wake up late, let's start with examples. If you wake up late and you wake up groggy and you wake up sluggish and you wake up just like you want to roll out of bed, stand up and say, good morning, the world. I'm ready. Where do we go today? Then ask yourself, well, what did I do last night? Did I drunk? a bit too much? Did I eat too late? Did I go to bed too late? Right? Did I watch, I don't know, drama or thriller at nighttime? What did you do prior of you going to sleep? Right? How did you damage your sleep before you woke up? Right? There's no way you're going to change something in life if you're not going to change your habits, if you're not going to change your behavior. So you got to really start observing yourself because once you observe yourself and you ask yourself a question, okay, why did I drink too much? Why did I binge watch those dramas or whatever? Oh, because in my mind, maybe I'm trying to run away. But ask yourself this question. Why did I do that? What is my why? What was my reason to go to bed late? What was my reason to drink alcohol? Right? And, and that will be now 
the work for the mindset. Okay, what do you have in your head? What are you thinking about? What are you feeling that it makes you behave that way? Right? So you got to find, just to recap it again, you got to find the actions you're making and the thoughts that are making you to do these actions. And you got to change these two. That's why change your life starts with change. Starting with change. And that's kind of like putting yeah. the, the jumper cables on the car, reevaluating yeah. what, what are you doing? Why are you, let's say, binge watching all this TV? Why are you drinking before bed? Why are you having a hard time waking up in the morning? Go back and look at your habits. And that would mm -hmm. be like putting the jump starter cables on. And then you get, have to get into your car and you hook up the other vehicle, make sure that that car is running. You know, in a way, a great metaphor for coaching, and I know we keep coming back to this, but the coach is like the other car that is running that pulls up and you hook up those jumper cables to to help you to get jump started. But what about if you push your own car? Because it's safer. This is what people do, right? They instead of getting another car to wood or getting that you know trailer car to get your car to the garage, think no, I'll push it myself. I don't need another car to help me. I'll push it myself on a motorway for miles and miles for three days. Yeah, exactly. Let me transition again a little bit right now. I just want to ask you something that I ask a lot of people because it's kind of relevant, I think, to what we're talking about. If you could turn back time, now, many of us would love to do that. You know, there's movies about that, getting into a time machine and going back in time. But if you could turn back time and have a conversation with yourself at 18 years old, what would you tell her? What would you tell the 18-year-old Olga? <laughs> I would say, get a flipping coach. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I would say that to myself because... I thought you will, because I didn't know what you're going to ask me. And I thought you will ask me, because this is a very common question. What time of your life would you like to go back to? And I was going to, I was already preparing my answer. No time, because now is my perfect time. Because now I don't have all the BS of my upbringing. I don't have a BS of my mate at university, at school and everywhere else, right? But back then I would tell to myself, get a flipping coach because that person will help you to get where you are Olga right now at the age of 36 real authentic you you not somebody else in your body in your mind you oh I wish I could do that actually <laughs> I would have amazing years <laughs> isn't that funny I've always said that too if if I could go back in my you know 18 year old body knowing the things I know now how different would my life be but then again, I have to sit back and realize that as Tony Robbins, the other Tony, likes to say, life happens for us, not to us. So all of those things that have happened in our life between age 18 and now happen to us for a reason. And if we went back and made those changes as much as we'd like to, and as much as we'd like to avoid those mistakes, those mistakes we made made us who we are today. That leads me to an, another question, and that has to do with failure, because many people in the wrong mindset think of failure as a bad thing. Now, you as a woman have probably heard of Spanx. They're mm. the, the, the panties, and a woman by the yeah. name of Sarah, Sarah Blakely started the company Spanx. And one of the things that Sarah learned from her father is get comfortable 
with failure because if you're doing anything in life, sometimes you have to fail a lot. You think about somebody like a Tiger Woods, who is a great golfer. How many times did he hit the ball and how many times has he driven the ball and how many times has he failed at hitting that ball? One of the greatest baseball players of all time, Babe Ruth, and he was known as the home run king, hit more home runs, at least at that time, than anybody else. And there there are other players now who have passed him, but he was known as the home run king, but he was also the strikeout king. He struck out more times. So every failure that happens in life teaches us something. And the more we fail, the more chances we have to succeed. So with that in mind, Olga, what is your biggest failure in life and what did you learn the most from it oh gosh Tony (laughs) the biggest failure is not getting a coach I know I'm repeating myself (laughs) I know I am I know I am but honestly especially when uh, I was very passionate about psychology and and mindset thinking since I was 13 because at that time it was a very difficult time of my life and I was nearly suicidal it was just really really challenging so from that time I started learning about the way how we think and why we think certain way right so for me that type of the world was was all my passion and the reason why I say not getting a coach because since I was very young I was very very driven and I was hungry to learn more to get more and back then at that age I didn't know about coaching I I had no clue coaches even exist right because I don't think so even in Latvia where I'm originally from I don't think so they they even have a a word coach I think they probably have something else right so it was something brand new something different but the thing is once I stepped into becoming a coach I went on a journey of thinking I can do it all myself and guess what I was full of limiting beliefs. And guess what? I was full of barriers. And guess what? I wanted to change the world, make an impact. And yes, I was the one who had to have an impact within yourself, right? Because during the coaching qualification, you do wonder about yourself and you do take yourself on a journey, but it's not as deep as a coach would take you on a journey. So I know it kind of repeats itself, but that would be my biggest failure. Tony, if I can just add something else here. Are you okay if I add something else? Because I don't feel the word failure is something what should be in our vocabulary. Unfortunately, the word failure is coming from school when they put F, when you didn't do your homework or when you've done your homework badly or when your test results are not good, okay? Then you get a big F and what it is, fail. You are programmed that every time you haven't done something up to somebody else's standards. This is a failure. But let me challenge you here. It's a flipping lesson. You haven't done your homework. That's why you got F. It's a lesson. What you use there before is not what is matching the question, right? So it's a lesson. So I would invite people who strongly believe the more we fail, the more we progress. I would invite them strongly to exchange failure with a lesson. The more lessons I go through, the more I succeed, right? The more situations I'm in, the more I get experience. But let's get the word failure because failure is a barrier. And as long as you tell yourself it's okay to fail, guess what? 
you're going to keep failing because guess what? It's okay to fail, right? So my suggestion and my invitation would be let's remove the word failure. And another example, which I would like to add here, which I think will be quite powerful for some people to imagine, is imagine a mother or a father looking at their baby and baby is reaching out to a furniture, standing up, pushing, pushing himself, and now it stands on, the, on, on his or her feet really firmly, right? And daddy or mommy says, come here, come here, come here. Baby turns around and takes one and then makes another step and then falls down. Have you ever seen a parent who would say, you are a failure. You will never walk in life. You will never make it happen. No. What do they do? Well done. You've done two steps. Well done. Let's repeat again. Come here. Come here. So if you will celebrate, if you will celebrate every lesson, if you will celebrate every situation you are in with this attitude, wow, I learned this. Okay, good. Thank you very much. I'll put it on my notes. Then you will have a lot better attitude. So with your permission, let's invite everybody to replace the word failure. If only I could go back to all the dictionaries, all the vocabularies, you know, and just erase those words, I'll be very happy. I totally agree. Replace the word failure with the word lesson. And that Absolutely. is a great way that we can start out and jumpstart our lives today. The other thing I also wanted to add, because you brought the school example, and if you don't do your homework, a lot of times it's not even a failure because when, when you take the test or bring your homework and you do it wrong and they mark all the questions wrong, that's when they put the big F on there. But if you don't do it, they put a zero on it which means you didn't do it. And the only thing worse than failing, and again, I'm keeping in mind, we're going to replace that word failure with lesson. But the only thing worse mm -hmm. than that is to not try at all. Because yeah. when you don't try, that's when you get the zero. That's when you get no credit. So if mm. you're thinking of doing something, try it, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Well, the worst that can happen if your mindset is right is you'll learn a lesson. Bingo. Absolutely bingo. Mic drop here. Yes. Do it and you will learn a lesson. And in the best case scenario, you will succeed and you will inspire so many people in your situation. Well, before we close out, now I do want to ask how people can reach out to you. But before that, I know that we talked earlier before we started to record today. And I know you're going through a difficult situation right now in, in your life. And I was going to ask with your permission, if you would share some of that and maybe how we can get a lesson from what you're going through. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to share, Tony, because I know it's a very, very powerful example. My mom um, crashed. Well, she had a really big car crash yesterday, literally yesterday, as, as we record this podcast. And uh, when my sister called me a few times, I knew it's urgent because I had a feeling something happened. And I was like, oh, please, God, don't tell me it's my mom. I was at the meeting uh, on Zoom because right now we are in a Zoom era, right? Everywhere in the world. I dropped the call straight away. Once she messaged me, call me, it's urgent. I called her and she said, Olga, our mom got in a car crash. My heart just stopped at that moment. I was like, is she alive? That was the only question which I cared about. Is she alive? She was alive. She's in the hospital. Long story short, just to be respectful uh, of respectful of the time of listeners, uh, she had face-to-face -face crash on the, on the road. Very, very heavy. Both cars are written off. Luckily, none of the people, three people were involved, 
my mom, the other cars, driver and his wife, none of the people have any broken bones. My mom only has a spine fracture and uh, like, you know, big bruises to the chest from the seatbelt. And like she she couldn't walk in the beginning. She felt really weak, probably from the shock. And also her leg was really, really sore. And she couldn't really talk. For the first time I heard my mom being drunk. This is how she sounded to me. I was like, oh my God, that's shocking. You know, Tony, what I learned from that situation, that it's time for my mom to stop running around. She raised four of us. She brought four children out of absolutely nothing. I, I laugh to myself sometimes because I think she was printing money somewhere on a side at nighttime because we had no money and yet she still somehow managed to survive and drug our family. She was married to an alcoholic at that time. So she was literally sacrificing her life for us. She was giving everything to us. And the biggest lesson from this situation for me was, first of all, make sure you always stop in life. For many months and years, we were talking with our mom, we have four children, asking her, please, could you stop working? We can support you financially. Could you please stop working? She was not agreeing with that. She didn't like her job, but she felt really guilty of you know, involving us into this. And then yesterday, I just literally on the phone, because she's all the way in Latvia and I'm all the way in the UK, so I can't even be even with her in the hospital. But over the phone, I pinned her down, like not literally, but, you know, <laughs> uh, virtually. And I said, mom, you're not going back to work. You are not going back to work. None of us have a father. We basically four children, but from three different fathers. My father died before I was born. And then my sister and brother's father, he just disappeared. And my last uh, sister's um, father, he died last year. And I said, look, none of us has a father. If all four of us will lose you, we're going to be orphans. I said, I am not willing to pay the price to lose the only one mom we have. I said, mom, one day we will have to put money together for your funeral. I said, you know what? Before we will put money for the funeral, I rather put money together to prolong your life. I'm not willing to put money for the funeral together. I rather put money together to help you so you are here with us as many days as possible, as many years as possible. We have only one of you. And please respect that. And that's the second lesson. Let's give back to our parents. Let's give back to our parents. They gave us life. Whether you had a good parent or a bad parent, gave us the best what they could. Pay them back. If you can't financially, give them back with the time. Call them. Simply call them. Third lesson. Remember, it is about you as well. At that time, I was at the meeting, as I said earlier on right? And being a very responsible person, just like with today's podcast, when you offered, Olga, do you want to cancel that? I said, no, we booked it. Let's do it, even though what happens in my life. But it is about you and you have to take care of you first. So when I had those phone calls, I realized right now, I know I can drop that meeting. I know I can leave that meeting. Right now, I have to sort out myself. Because if I don't sort myself right now, then, then what? That can't give to other people, right? So it is about... First of all, as I said earlier, stop in your life. Stop in your life and make sure you don't rush around like crazy. You don't run around like crazy. You stop and you look at your life and you ask yourself, what can I do differently? Right? In our case, we are changing our mom's life. We're making her to stop working so she can do her hobbies, whatever she wants to do so she can enjoy life. Second thing, just to recap again, it is about giving back to your parents. It's time to give back to your parents. 
right? The third thing, it is about you, right? You got to really take care of yourself. And, and why I say this, because if I all these years wouldn't be taking off myself and my financial situation, I wouldn't be able to help my mom. I wouldn't. So the first rule or first lesson wouldn't even applicable, right? Because I wouldn't be able to stop my mom from working. Look after yourself. Because when you can look after yourself, then you can give to the world. And one of my favorite examples is you can't give an apple when you don't have an apple. In my case, I have an apple in my hand and I can give it to my mom. And that's why it's really, really important to remember that every situation, including this car crash, which took me, of course, I, I had a heart attack when I heard that, but it just shows how short our life is, how temporary our life is. And yet we treat it like a permanent thing. So a bonus lesson from this situation is treat your life like it is a temporary thing, rather a permanent, because nothing is permanent in this life. Wow, that's really powerful. And I really like what you said about taking care of yourself first, because it's like the oxygen mask in the plane. And yeah. you've, you've heard this analogy before, but they always tell us yeah. to put our mask on our child first. No, they don't tell us that, even though that's our instinct. They tell us to put our mask on ourselves first yeah. when we're yeah. in the plane, because if we can't, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're going to have a hard time taking care of others. So that's an important lesson. And I also like what you said, especially about reaching out to our parents. You know, with me, both of my parents are deceased, but there are also other people in our life who we care about that we can reach out to. You know what? I'm going to ask as part of jumpstarting our mindset, in addition to your parents, if they're alive, definitely do what Olga just said. Reach out to them and say, you know what? I'm going to contact my parent. Just tell them how much you care about them at random. Just make a phone call and then maybe pick one other person who's done something for you in your life, who's meant a lot to you. Maybe someone who you haven't talked to in a while. Reach out to that person and tell them because you never know what's going to happen. You know, there are car crashes every day. There are diseases every day. There are all kinds of things that can happen. And wouldn't you rather know that you blessed somebody while they were living than have to bless someone by standing up and speaking at their funeral. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's so powerful. And very often people sit on the sofa and scroll down Instagram, scroll down Facebook, scroll down LinkedIn. How about scrolling down your contact list and reaching out to people who are in your own phone book? Everyone has at least 2,000 people in their phone book from all sorts of walks and doctors and mechanics and plumbers and whatever. Okay, you don't have to call all of them. But scroll down your phone list and think, with whom I didn't speak for a while? What are they? What happened to them? Speak to them. And trust me, you will make their day. They will feel really happy to hear from you. Even if somebody with whom you burned bridges and relationship didn't end up well, call them back and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Sorry for whatever I've done. Whether you want to say sorry or not, it's up to you. But I want to say sorry, right? Okay, I'm different now. I forgive you too. And you will feel great, great feeling of release and letting go. That's a beautiful lesson. So we've come to the time of the podcast where we have to say goodbye. But <laughs> before we do, I would like to just ask if people want to reach out to you, 
and maybe something you said today resonated with them and they'd like to reach out, how would they go about doing that? They can definitely contact me via social media. I'm across Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But the best way would be to send me an email because email is always personal. It is Olga, just my name, at newlifekickstart.com. Olga at newlifekickstart.com. So instead of jumpstarting your life, we can go a step further and kickstart it. Absolutely. That's why I called it that way. (laughs) The last question I'm going to ask is, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Oh, that's a very good question. And that means being in a state of mind of constantly being positive. It means thinking positively. It means wishing positively. It means talking to yourself positively. When you look into your mirror, not telling to yourself, oh, this COVID-19 is fat. What do I do with that? But saying, oh, I like my curves. And I'm looking forward to be fit and slim if you wish to. Or just loving yourself unconditionally. You see, sometimes people say, Olga, how can I get more positive? And I say, be positive. It's not about getting more positive. It's about being in a state of mind of your positivity. When you breathe positivity, when you talk positivity, when you think positivity, everything is about positivity. And every time you catch yourself thinking negatively, here's a tip, which I know will help many people. Because sometimes you do think, oh, I hate myself for doing this, right? Or, oh, it me being stupid again. Whenever you catch yourself thinking this to yourself, or about other people. Think about three positive things. And the reason why I need three positive things to think about when you think once about negative, because that is how strong negativity is. You need three positive things to replace only one negative thought. So do you really want to do all the triple work? Probably not. In that case, hurry up and start changing the way how you think. That's perfect. Three positive things. And I'm going to start by uh, taking that advice as well. Olga, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And I hope we'll talk again real soon. Thank you very much for the invitation. It was my pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. Now, right now, as you're sitting there listening, you may be thinking, how can I jumpstart my life? Well, there are many ways, but most of us are striving in life and we're not thriving. So if you'd like to start thriving, download my free ebook, Strive to Thrive, and you can start jumpstarting your mindset and living that purposely positive life.